<laughs> That's a good question. Not, not much we know. The only thing I can really think it is is the June test, the three te- England tests are coming up in June. I'm not quite sure why we, we actually, nobody's really explained it to us, but yeah, we're starting this weekend, two games, and it's, it's, it's a bit of a weird one to start with so few games for us. Ah, okay, right. Can you beat England up for us a little bit first? That'd be good. Secondly, uh, though, like one of those like to win a few games. <laughs> <laughs> hey, secondly, one of those uh, games today, uh, this weekend, Stormers versus Jaguares is in Cape Town. Every time I've seen an article about Cape Town in the last few weeks, it's been that the city's run out of water. So, can you explain? Has that come up as a problem at all? Does that affect the ground? Does it affect the training? Like, like what do you know about that situation? Well, we, we've spoken to the rugby guys of uh, Saru and Western Province about that, and they say it's not affecting them at the moment. What I know teams like the Bulls, when they play the preseason game, they took their own water down. And there's obviously is a big thing in the city, and, and, and they, they've got to manage it. There's everybody in Cape, anybody in Cape Town has to manage it to, I think it's 50 litres a day at the moment, uh, which is quite quite uh, <laughs> quite rough on them, especially when you think of the amount of showers the rugby players. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's going to be interesting, but... Um, yeah, I don't. They haven't really made made it as if it's a problem yet, and 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 things are getting a bit better there because there there was rain yesterday and today in Cape Town, so I'm not sure if it was enough. But uh, I know that, I know there's been a lot of uh, talk about day zero, the day that they run out of water, is has now been pushed back to June. So there is some hope that you know, they can escape it this year, but it's obviously a problem that's going to come around again and again because you know, we're in the middle of the worst drought in the century at the moment. Ah, okay, right. So, there so that's good. So the game goes ahead this weekend. That's fantastic. Then also, um, there's a game in Joburg. So Lions up against the Sharks. And, and just uh, interested to get your thoughts on the strength of the Lions this year because the last couple of years they've been fantastic. They have. And uh, it's a question we've been asking ourselves as well. They're the one team who hasn't played a preseason game. They had their B-side play the preseason against the Bulls. But their main main guys haven't played a preseason game. So we haven't seen them yet. And uh, yeah, mainly because you know, the coach Swayze the Brain told us the other day that yeah, you know, many of their guys who played, they had six or seven guys playing up in Japan, and and they had one or two Rowan Janssen and Rainsburg and a couple of the guys who were playing up in England, and so they feel that these guys have had quite a bit of rugby uh, yeah, of late, so they don't really need to do the traditional preseason thing, and they can do it. Yeah, they might be a bit underdone, Swayze said. He said, but uh, they should come through. I think the big question mark is there: is is this going to be the same team? That Johan Ackerman, uh, yeah, coach, the Swayze the Brain was obviously his, his attack coach. And uh, he's, they've also lost their defense coach, J.P. Ferreira, who's now in Munster with uh, Johan van Kron. So, yeah, the big question is, after losing two of the top three guys, are they going to be the same guys? What are the expectations on the Bulls in Pretoria with John Mitchell as coach? <laughs> well, I've, I've been to three or four of the, the, the preseason games, and, and Mitch is a... As you guys know, he's a no-nonsense coach. He's, he's got a particular style of playing. And I think where the Bulls are at the moment, that it's probably not a bad thing for them. You know, they need a bit of discipline. They've gone through a couple of years where the things haven't really worked out for them. And, and they need somebody to come and, and, and shake them up. And that's certainly something Mitch will do. Uh, yeah, he's, he's set standards for the guys. And I know there's been one or two players, a guy like Rudy Page, Springbok Scrumoff, who's been dropped from the squad because he didn't meet the standards, you know, according to Mitch. And uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be. I think you're going to see a lot more open style of rugby from them this year. They've got a couple of good players. Uh, Warwick Khalant, the fullback, who became a box last year. Yeah, they've got Jesse Creel, Andre Pollard, guys like that, Luther Yacher. So they've got a decent team, but I don't think they're anywhere near sort of playoff contenders yet. 
I think the aim would be to make the playoffs. I don't think they'll get much further than that. But yeah, if they carry on in this in a year or two's time, I reckon they're going to be real contenders. And what likelihood, if Mitchell does well there, he might get that Springboks head coaching job? Well, <laughs> yeah, everything's possible in South African rugby. We ne- we don't have many dull moments around here. And I'm sure you know, there's always been a bit of a, a, a resistance against coaches who from overseas in this country. The guys like to have the local guys. But if Mitch does well, I mean, he's been in the country long enough and he's had enough success here in South Africa yeah, that he, he's almost sort of seen as a South African coach of late. Uh, yeah, I mean, he coached the Lions, he coached the, the Sharks, and yeah, he, he, he's, he's been here now with the Bulls. So I think, I think by that, a lot of the resistance would have gone, and, but it all depends on the success he gets. I think, yeah, he, he, the one thing about Mitch, and I, I, I sometimes feel it's a bit unfair to label guys, but yeah, he, he's had a bit of controversy in his life and the, some of the sides he's coached, there by you guys, Western Force, Lions, didn't always leave on good terms. So, I think most people are sort of keeping a sort of a wait and see and see if he survives the next season or two. And if he comes through that with success, then I think, well, yeah, it's a possibility. Uh, the rugby editor at uh, supersport.com. It's Brendan Nell. Follow him for the best South African stuff straight away, just at Twitter, actually. Brendan Nell uh, is always a good follow. Finally, Brendan, uh, Kings and Cheetahs have gone, and they were, a lo- they were a lovely thought, but they, you know, particularly the Kings, they were kind of stinking the joint up over the last few years. So do you expect that the quality of these South African super rugby sides goes up with those two out of the competition? Uh, I'm not quite sure it would, uh, and, and, and it's being brutally honest. Uh, I think, you know, whereas Australia have canned one team and they'll probably have a lot more depth, you know, we've still got six teams. We've just got two teams playing in another competition at the moment. And, you know, and that, add that to the 300-odd players in Europe and, uh, you know, doing their sting over there, that, that's, that really our depth is what gets tested and our teams are getting younger and younger. There are plans afoot and there are players coming back and, Especially with 2019 in mind, there's a number of players they're trying to bring back for that. And uh, so I, I think maybe this year you'll probably see one or two teams being strong. I think the Sharks have probably got the most depth of everybody. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure we'd see more than one team excelling from the, the, the South African teams this year.